Well, if you are a firearm owner in Illinois, it's no secret to you. The firearm owner identification card system has really not worked out the best with delays in getting your cards renewed. Sweeps of funds at the state police uh, that was meant to help facilitate some of those things. That's been a problem for years, even before COVID-19. Uh, but numbers I was able to get from state police also uh, indicating that uh, you've got 4.6 million background checks that the FBI reports just from January to the end of July. And that is uh, pretty darn close to what Illinois did last year with 4.9 million background checks. Uh, to get reaction to all of this and more, uh, we're joined now by the executive editor of Concealed Carry Magazine, Kevin Mikulowski. Kevin, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Uh, I just ran through some of the some of the stats that I was able to get from state police, the most recent data, including 5,300 firearm transfer requests still backlogged, and that's taking 7 to 10 days, uh, and even longer from some gun stores that I'm hearing from. When it comes to being able to turn those firearms that somebody purchases over, um, when you hear these types of stories, what, what's your reaction? Well, uh, my first reaction, it is amazing how quickly people decided that now the Second Amendment is very important for personal protection. I mean, it, it uh, um, yes, COVID-19 and civil unrest and all these things that are happening, suddenly a whole bunch of people, and probably people who in the past had voted for gun control laws, now are seeing what gun control laws actually do. And uh, they're getting in the way of people being able to protect themselves. And if you're looking at a 10-day wait um, just so that you can possess something that, that is constitutionally protected, um, I, I find that just very alarming. Kevin, of course, uh, the executive editor of Concealed Carry magazine, uh, Illinois was the last state to get concealed carry, some form of it, either uh, you know having a, a permit or uh, not having a permit. Illinois does have a pretty strict permitting process, and a lot of that as well uh, tied up in with the backlog of firearm owner identification cards that are separate from concealed carry licenses. Um, but when you when you look at all of Illinois' policies and how they've uh, uh, ultimately built up this backlog that we have now, especially amidst a pandemic and the civil unrest, what can citizens in Illinois do? Um, actually, what citizens in Illinois are going to have to do is is be a little bit patient and get to the ballot box and understand that they're going to have to look for, if there are any left, um, pro-gun candidates who are, are wanting to run and, and uh, um, you know, get involved in the government of Illinois. Um, you're right, Illinois was the last state to adopt some form of concealed carry, and the government actually did that under duress. It was in the face of lawsuits and, and Supreme Court challenges and things like that. So it, it is so vitally important that the gun owners in Illinois understand and follow all of the state laws because um, Illinois is basically, you know, when I say Illinois, I should say Illinois politics is basically opposed to the private ownership of guns. And that means if you are using your gun in self-defense, you are going to get an extra close look. I mean, um, one of the cases I'm aware of that just shocked me was in Illinois, uh, up in the Chicago area, Chicago suburbs, um, a homeowner witnessed one man beating another man with a baseball bat on his front lawn. He took his legally owned and permitted firearm outside, held the two men at gunpoint, just said, stop fighting on my lawn, didn't know either of them. Police arrived because the homeowner called the police, and they arrested the man with the gun. 
And those sorts of things um, are, are just par for the course in the state of Illinois. So it is just vitally important that people get training, understand the laws, um, and, and there's a patchwork of laws in Illinois, uh, state and municipal jurisdictions um, covering laws. People need to know what they're doing when they have that gun on their hip or in their hand. Definitely want to uh, highlight where people can find that information because, yeah, you're right, it is a patchwork. It's not just Illinois set apart from states like Missouri. Uh, it's also you've got different uh, regulations uh, depending on uh, which stone you throw um, in any particular locale in Illinois. Uh, we're talking with uh, Kevin Michalowski. He's the executive editor of Concealed Carry Magazine. Uh, and you had mentioned that story up in Chicago, but we also have uh, you know across the river in St. Louis uh, – uh, the McCloskeys uh, and and them trying to protect their property uh, and uh, even being held liable to a degree um, and being investigated and charged. Uh, is this is this a, a problem we're seeing not just in Illinois and Missouri? Is there a, is there a, a willingness to prosecute individuals for protecting their property? Yes, absolutely. And it, it what we end up seeing is a lot of this um, uh, prosecutorial overreach based on um, what's happening in the media, on how things get shown on TV, and and understand that in most cases, district attorneys or prosecuting attorneys are people who are elected. So they're you know they're sometimes following the the fickle features of the mob and uh, just doing what they need to do to make sure that they don't uh, come under the scrutiny and and uh, of the mob and and the mob mentality turning on them, because then. They can charge and overcharge, and it's up to the homeowner to basically, you know, we like to say in America, innocent until proven guilty. But um, in the case of the McCluskeys, um, they get charged with felonies and, and basically had to prove their innocence. And and truly, that was uh, not the way things should go. And one of the reasons this happens is because if you think about who uses a firearm for self-defense, that's that's one of the good guys, you know, that that is a good person and they use the firearm to stop bad things from happening. Then they call the police and they wait around for the police to arrive and it's very very easy for the police to then investigate that person who is waiting there for them to investigate. So, it's a uh, it, it's been a strange situation. Um it's being inflamed by the media and I I don't want to be that, you know, that old curmudgeon who's like anti-gun media. It's um it's it's what sells. It's what, um, you know, is getting ratings when people talk about, you know, um, danger on your streets, film at 11 sort of thing. Um, that's what is getting people to watch the news and, you know, the, uh, the news outlets, they, they basically have been decidedly anti-gun for the past 25 or 30 years. And so it, it becomes all the more important that, uh, legal law abiding gun owners, get good training, follow that training, and follow the laws to the letter because they are going to come under increased scrutiny. Kevin Michalowski, executive editor of Concealed Carry Magazine. Uh, as you mentioned off the front here, after hearing about uh, you know nearly 4.6 million background checks just from January to July in Illinois, far superseding any other state in the country, including Kentucky, which came in second place at 2.2 million background checks. Granted, that's not necessarily a background check per gun. There could be other reasons for the background checks, um, but you know that seems to indicate that there's a, an increased interest in firearm ownership. As you said, some people who've 
never owned a firearm may for the first time be able to do that uh, if they get their FOID card processed in time, that is. Um, but where can people get a, a kind of, a, you know, go to resources to not just understand what laws they are going to have to live with in their state or locality, but also um, where they can get that proper training, learn their, their trigger technique, uh, learn the safety protocols, ensuring that they have the right safe or other types of measures to make sure that uh, they've got uh, proper safety guidelines in place. Well, the the, uh, the group that publishes Concealed Carry Magazine, my boss, uh, the company I work for, is the United States Concealed Carry Association. And at our website, uscca.com, all of that stuff starts there. Um, most of the people who get to our website get there because they're researching the laws. And uscca.com slash laws, L-A-W-S, um, I ended up having to hire a full-time person to do nothing but research the laws of the 50 states and keep updating them on a regular basis. And she, she has been phenomenal. We, we are looking at weekly and sometimes daily updates and expansions and, and uh, providing information so that people understand you know, the difference between the legal use of what we will just call force and then the legal use of deadly force, um, how to store your gun, um, how to, you know, what does it mean to use deadly force and when is it legal and when is it not? Because understand if you pull out your gun and especially if you fire it, there is going to be an investigation. And as I said at the beginning, um, you're going to be standing there waiting for the police to arrive because you believe you did the right thing. And uh, the USCCA provides all of that information. We, we, um, give you information about what to do, what to say, what not to do, what not to say, and truly to understand all of your rights. And with those rights come all of the responsibilities, because, again, you need to do this correctly, because the the level of investigation is something far beyond the scope of anything most people understand. Um, a lot of people get their ideas about the legal system from TV, and truly none of this stuff happens in 55 minutes with commercial breaks. This is, if you're involved in a self-defense incident, you're looking at months and possibly even years of legal proceedings. Um, not only then the fact that, that all of your actions follow you and you'll be second-guessing yourself probably for the rest of your life. With rights comes responsibilities, and it's important that you, if you're going to exercise those rights, you understand what responsibility you have. Kevin Michalowski, Executive Editor of Concealed Carry Magazine, greatly appreciate your time this morning. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And again, the website one more time. USCCA.com. That's Union Sam Charles Charles Adam.com. And uh, that's where you get started on your self-defense journey. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. We'll talk again soon, all right? All right. You take care.